You can go naked walking with llamas in the UK. A Zamboni driver was pulled onto the ice as an emergency goalie and helped the Hurricanes beat the Leafs. And pillowcases full of snakes keep getting dumped outside a doorstep. These are the weird stories for Tuesday. This is Weird AF News. I'm your host, Jonesy. This is the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian, and I'm happy to do so. Happy to bring you some weird news. Three stories today from around the world. Let's do it. Have you ever wanted to walk with some llamas? How about naked? Naked walking with some llamas? Well, now you can do that for an hour in the UK. Yes, a very unusual opportunity has arisen to walk naked with some llamas. Where is this opportunity coming from, you're wondering? Jonesy, are you full of crap? No, I'm not full of crap. Opportunities to take a walk with a llama. They don't come around very often, let alone the chance to walk with one while you're naked. Sounds like a lovely experience, being out in nature with a llama without your clothes on, like we used to do it back in the 1400s. This very special opportunity has arisen, though, in 2020. If rambling in the buff is your thing, then why not take one of these beautiful animals for a walk at the same time, the article says. How do you do this? Well, the British naturism group have arranged another great trip for the members or non-members to take part in a llama dine and walk. Would you eat dinner with the llama? The event is an, is an usual opportunity to take a llama for a walk and then eat a three-course meal totally naked. Doesn't that sound like a good time? Eating with a llama and then having like, you know, some naked people with you and the llama as you eat your three-course meal. You can join the naturist group for a night. It it takes place at the East Sussex Llama Park, June 11th, but they're selling tickets now, so get get them while they last. June. I couldn't believe this article. This is all it says, by the way. That's all the information. Oh, no, it says the Llama Park is in... Witch Cross Forest Row, just a 30-minute drive from Tunbridge Wells. That's totally not helpful to anybody, really. Um, It is the second event around Kent for naturism fans to get together after the upcoming naked bowling trip in Ashford. So I thought, let's look up up this uh, British naturism group and let's see what other activities they have because I thought this was fascinating. I know there's people that get together and take off their clothes and do shit, but I didn't know they did stuff like this. This is weird. Are they just running out of events? Like naked poker knife isn't enough. They're like, what What should we do next week? How about we get together with some llamas and walk them? What about that? Do you guys want to kayak in the buff? How about that? How about a snowball fight? Uh, so they're doing some things called, uh, they have a sandcastle event where they go to a I guess a beach, and I guess it must be a nude beach and build sandcastles. Naked Sunday lunch in the park. Ooh, unbelievable. They have a call my buff quiz night. (laughs) An Amsterdam spa break. Wow, these people are just doing all sorts of stuff. That's very fun. Water world naturist swim. Uh, Nude stock. I guess that's like Woodstock, but in the nude. What the heck is that all about? Nude Fest 2020, Naked Heart Walk. Oh, yeah, and then it says the Naturist Llama Park visit. (laughs) It's like, it's one of the featured events. (laughs) You got to be a real freak, man, to hang out with a llama naked. I'm just going to tell you, man. I'm not, look, I'm not saying that it's, ah, you want to be naked and do some stuff, but like the llama event, really? That's a little weird, don't you think? 
I mean, if everybody, if you said, hey, we're having um, pet night, naked pet night, and everybody who's a naturist in the organization, when you, we want to bring your pets, like bring your, all, bring your dog night, that's fine. But you're going to go and hang out with llamas naked? It's weird to just get with adults and go hang out with a llama, period. Why would I get together with a group of adults and hang out with an animal for an hour or two? That seems like a strange thing to do. Never mind naked. These people are just, I don't know, they're just very bored. Very bored. you got to be bored to be naked all the time, right? You're like, life is flimsy. Why don't I try it naked and let's see if it improves? And then you, then you realize, well, life naked ain't so great either. I need, some, uh, I need some llamas in my life. Let's spend a shit ton of money to have that experience. It seems all silly to me. Silly behavior. Pathology, perhaps. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm being an asshole. Call the show. Tell me. I don't care. <laughs> the Zamboni driver helps the Hurricanes beat the Maple Leafs 6-3. to three. This is a sports story, guys. We don't do too many of them. But I don't know if you know this. Jonesy is a big sports fan. Toronto. A Zamboni driver who was forced onto the ice as an emergency backup goalie for the Carolina Hurricanes helped carry the team to victory over the Toronto Maple Leafs in a dramatic turn of events. David Ayers, who works as a Zamboni driver for the Toronto Marlies, was serving as the emergency goalie for Saturday night's NHL game between the Hurricanes and the Toronto Maple Leafs in Toronto. Okay, the Toronto Marlies, that must be like their semi-pro team, I imagine. Uh, but he's also the Zamboni driver during the Maple Leafs games. He's 42 years old, Ayers, from Whitby, Ontario. He stepped onto the ice in Toronto Marley's gear and a Hurricanes jersey after Hurricanes goalies James Reamer and Peter Mrazek were injured during the game. During an NHL game, the home team is required to have an emergency goalie in the building in case either team loses their goalies during the game for whatever reason. And most NHL teams have two goalies, and it's it's very unlikely that you would use, lose both of them. It's a pretty freak incident that hardly ever happens, but in case it does, the Zamboni driver is the guy. Apparently. The Hurricanes ended the night with a 6-3 win over the Leafs. The teams celebrated the team celebrated Ayers NHL debut and his first win on Twitter. They tweeted, "The man, the myth, the legend, Ayers." This isn't the first time an NHL team has been forced to use an emergency goalie. In 2018, the Chicago Blackhawks called 36-year-old accountant Scott Foster onto the ice in the third period after both Blackhawks goalies were injured. Who is the is the accountant of one of the teams or just a random accountant? Scott stopped all seven shots he faced and was named the first star of the game. Ayers was brought into action in the middle of the second period and let in two goals before the second intermission. Oh, he got on the ice and had two two goals immediately. The Zamboni driver. We got to block more shots, sacrifice even more, and try everything it takes to help Dave, said, said the Hurricanes forward Nino Nitterreiter. I know Dave's going to come up for us big, though. And he did. Ayers has previously served as the emergency backup for both the Marlies and the Charlotte Checkers, but has never made it onto the ice. Pretty wild that he made it into an NHL game. Big, big moment for the Zamboni driver right there. I tell you, you never expect to go from Zamboni driver to being the goalie in a bona fide professional NHL game. But he helped them win the game. It's a great story. It's very uplifting. I love it. It teaches you a great lesson, guys, that, you know, uh, one man's shit is another man's shinola. I don't know what that means. 
I, 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 look, I'm trying. I'm trying. I like I like to come up with the moral lessons from these stories sometimes. All right, I'm trying to, you know, trying to get into heaven here. <laughs> it is pretty wacky that the Zamboni driver filled in. I mean, it, this doesn't really happen in other sports, right? If like the uh, if if all the pitchers get injured, they don't they don't let one of the groundskeepers take the mound and start throwing baseballs, do they? They don't let the they don't they don't let the the guy that's like uh, squeegeeing the floor at the NBA game. You know, when a player falls on the ground. And then the uh, somebody runs out and wipes where they used to be. They don't let them then, if all the players are hurt, they don't let them play. Oh, that's a bad analogy. If the professional tennis player gets injured, they don't let the ball boy run in and take a few whacks, do they? This just seems... <laughs> I'm trying to find an appropriate analogies for this to, to show you how wacky this is that a Zamboni driver would then be on the on the ice in a professional game. Yeah, yeah it's a stretch, but we're working it, guys. Bear with me. Pillowcases full of snakes keep getting dumped outside a UK fire station. I thought that was pretty nuts. 16 snakes have been dumped in pillowcases outside a UK fire station, where 13 snakes were dumped last week. The latest haul of 15 corn snakes and a carpet python was found on Saturday behind the Farringdon Fire Station in Sunderland, North East England, according to a statement from the Royal Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, also known as the RSPCA. The 16 snakes were taken to the vets and found to be in fairly good condition despite their ordeal. <laughs> their ordeal. <laughs> Ooh, they were put in a pillowcase. It's so shocking. Uh, <laughs> their ordeal. Let me tell you something. Their ordeal is not as scary as what they actually face in nature when they're out there trying to survive and not be eaten by whatever eats them in the wild, you know? So I think the snakes are going to be okay. They were put inside a pillowcase, so... (laughs) Man, all these pet protection agencies need to just take it down a notch. The inspector said she couldn't believe more snakes had been found in the exact same spots as the previous 13 royal pythons that were discovered on Thursday. One of the snakes found last week has since died, apparently. Here's a quote from uh, somebody named Cleaver. We were in the midst of Storm Dennis at the weekend when these snakes, who need heat and light in order to survive, were left outside in the cold with just a pillowcase to contain them. It would have been very stressful for the snakes to be in such close proximity to each other as well. Oh, all right. Well, I guess they make a point. The snakes shouldn't be inside a pillowcase because they need light and heat and they were cold out there. All right, so I guess that's pretty crappy for the snakes. But then again, you know, they're out in nature usually, and it's pretty rough out there as well. I've been out in nature. I know how it is, okay? I've been camping. Hello, I've been camping, okay? It can be pretty rough out there, you know, especially when you only got a 12-pack of cores and you really would like a case. The UK was battered by heavy rain and strong winds during Storm Dennis. I haven't heard of Storm Dennis. Have you guys heard about Storm Dennis? There was some severe flooding in the areas. Oh, the poor snakes. The RSPCA has appealed for information about the mystery surrounding the snakes being repeatedly dumped in this area inside pillowcases. What is going on here? Who's dropping off pillowcases filled with snakes? What sort of conflicted individual is like, I got these snakes that I need to deliver to a fire department. Seems very strange to me. Very strange. Snakes can't maintain their body temperature by themselves and rely on their environment to do so. This article says, if the snakes get too cold, they may be unable to feed or move as normal, and their immune system may cease to proper, properly function, leaving them vulnerable to diseases. 
Snakes also made headlines in the U.S. last week after a park in Florida was closed to the public due to a snake orgy. Ha! Yeah, I wonder what what weird news podcast covered that story. Oh, that's right. We did that on Friday, Florida Fridays, baby. That's right. I got you covered with the snake information, of course. And the snake information coming out of Florida. Got you guys. I'm on top of it. Um, you know, trying to piece together what could have gone on in this instance. What if, I mean, it? now I can see somebody... In this instance, they're dropping off a bag of snakes because they want to terrorize, like your ex, right? Can you imagine you? That's a good way to terrorize your ex, right? If you if you dump thirteen pythons in a pillowcase at her door, she's gonna freak out, okay? But maybe this guy got drunk and instead he brought it to the fire department. I'm just trying to piece it together. I'm not Columbo, okay? Is that too old of a reference for you guys? But yeah, I don't know how pillowcases of snakes end up at a fire department. You know, maybe this guy was taking care of snakes and he thought to himself, you know. I don't have any room anymore. Maybe he was moving from like a one-bedroom apartment to back to his mother's basement. And she's like, listen, Johnny, you can come and live with me, but you got to leave those snakes behind. You know how your father feels about the pythons. And, you know, and I'm not I'm not agreeable in this department either. You do have 20, 28 of these. Well, how many do you have last we counted? There's 30 snakes that you have. All right, you can't, you can't bring them home. And he's like, I don't know what to do with these snakes. And maybe someone told him, hey, you know, drop them off at the fire department as though they're a baby. You know, that's where you leave babies, right? You drop them off at the fire department when you don't want them, right? <laughs> that's not true, but maybe someone convinced them. Hey, you know, firefighters will then dispose of these snakes. That's part of what they that's part of what they do. That's one of their that's one of their jobs. This was misinformation, but you can see it happening. I'm just trying to piece together a scenario where this could have possibly happened. Pillow pillowcases full of snakes being dropped off. You know, I'm not a big fan of uh, pillowcases full of reptiles myself. I don't I'm not I don't condone that. I don't condone the delivery of them. If you were to bring pillowcases of iguanas, salamanders, geckos, little baby snakes, whatever, frogs, I don't know. What other reptiles are there? Alligators? I don't want them. I don't want them delivered in a pillowcase. I think it's a, I think it's a terrible thing to do to somebody. I mean, the least you can do is just release them into the wild if you can't take care of them. Bring them to a pet store. I don't know. Anyone have a suggestion for this? <laughs> Hey, what's up, fellow weirdos? Thanks for listening to Weird AF News. Please subscribe and rate the podcast. Give it a like. I don't know what what kind of technology you're dealing with here with the podcast, but maybe there's a way for you to like give it a positive feedback sort of thing. And if so, I'd love that. You can write me a review. That's pretty sweet. Send it to me. Screenshot it. I'll read it on the air, and I'll give you a shout-out to you and your mom. I want to give a shout-out to somebody who wrote me a nice little Instagram note. It's uh, Jesus Hareta. Wrote, hey Jonesy, I first heard of you at the Braille Institute. When you stopped by last year, I became a fan of your podcast and you mentioned it on your stand-up act at our school. And I wanted to take up, take you up on the offer of going hunting since I am blind. I listen to your podcast daily. It makes my dark days a bit brighter. Uh, I hope you send me a shout-out on your podcast and hope you continue to have a great Asian trip. And keep up the great work, man. Blessings your way. Jesus Hereta. Thank you, Jesus. That's amazing. I love getting messages like this. I'm so glad that I can brighten up your day. Absolutely. I remember doing a show at the Braille Institute in Los Angeles. Uh, yeah, that's what Jesus is re- referring to. I did. Uh, I told jokes. Yeah, there's a show once a month at the Braille Institute that this uh, lovely comedian runs named Cat. She's super nice and funny and, and is doing a nice thing for the community by having a show at the Braille Institute for... Um, people with with uh, eyesight deficiency uh, or blindness or whatever. There's, there's a whole range of, of people there. Uh, 
And they were at the show, a lot of them, and it was fascinating. I, I'd never done a show like that. It was really cool. And they were so appreciative. It's really, really, really neat. And while I was in there, I mentioned the podcast because I had covered a story on, on Weird AF News about how they wanted, in one particular state, they were they were giving blind people guns. They were letting them hunt. There was a, there was an, I guess there was an issue where people were saying, oh, blind people shouldn't hunt or they should. And I, I thought they shouldn't, but I, I thought I would ask a room full of blind people or semi-blind people, like what, what they thought of that. And should they be able to hunt? How, did they want to hunt? And I got amazing feedback. I got most of them were like, we want to hunt. We should be able to hunt. And I was like, wow, okay, then fine. I guess you want to hunt. You should be able to hunt. And it changed my attitude. Um, as often happens because ordinarily, you know, I have strong opinions, but I'm, I'm not the smartest guy in the room. So I'm open to changing my opinion. If someone presents me with, you know, different um, new evidence, new information, um, or they, they share their point of view and it's, it seems reasonable to me. I'm willing to change. Yeah. So, um, and this guy obviously remembered that I mentioned the podcast and went and listened to it. So thank you, Jesus. Uh, that's a long, long shout out, but I think it's definitely deserved. Um, yeah, amazing. That kind of stuff makes me feel really good. Doing sh- doing stuff like a show for the at the Braille Institute that made me feel really, really good uh, as well. I would love to do more of that. So, if you happen to be in the Los Angeles area and you would like me to come do a show with some of my friends, and you're at one of these places, please reach out to me. Email me funnyjones at gmail dot com. I'll come by. You need to be cheered up. Yeah, I'll bring my friends and we'll we'll cheer you up if we can. Um, what else do I need to say? Oh, yeah. Check out the Patreon. Patreon.com slash weirdafnews. Support the show. Support Jonesy doing his thing. Bringing joy to the world wherever he can. Yes, I'm trying to get laughs. I'm trying to make people's day a little bit brighter. And uh, so check out my Patreon. And if you can if you can support by giving a couple bucks a month, that would be so appreciative. Uh, like Misty did over the weekend. Big shout out to Misty once again. Um also on Instagram, uh, the final the final things you can follow me on Instagram at Funny Jones, Twitter at Funny Jones, and Facebook it's Comedian Jonesy. You can follow my adventures in Asia, going to Japan next uh, tomorrow, as a matter of fact. And uh, yeah, hopefully I'll live. <laughs> Yay! An order. This is this is this is what's happening now. This is what's happening. Now. We got an order chasing people in their houses, eating them. Oh, good God, Jonesy, I just, I just don't know about Florida anymore. I'm, I've been trying my best to get back into the swing of this, man, trying to defend that state, but it is my state. It is, it is. but the, even when our nice, cuddly little otters start chasing the young girls into their houses and start biting their dogs, I mean, what, what, what has the world come to? What has the world come to? Look, you can hear my dog out in the back right there drinking some water right now. He does not like this. He thought an otter was the sea dog. He thought perhaps they would be friends. Now I gotta tell him he cannot be friends with an otter. How am I gonna do that, Jonesy? How am I gonna do that? Oh my God, Jonesy! You're telling me, and that's how I started in one of these conversations. It's, it's just as crazy talk here. There's a lady and her husband. He divorced her, and he left a whole bunch of tongues. Inner floorboards, right? That, that's what that's what you're telling me. That's what you're telling me. No, I don't buy it, man. I don't buy. It. This is voodoo. This is damn voodoo. That's a voodoo witch lady, and I think she's got a weird thing with tongues. Maybe she's licking stamps for them or something. I don't know. But all I gotta tell you, Jonesy, is this this does not add up. This does not add up. 
This sounds like, this does not sound like a Florida crime. This sounds like a Louisiana crime or something like that. But nevertheless, it's in Florida, I understand. And I'm going to say a prayer now.